0: Nova Entertainment and Media Week presents In Her Own Words, a podcast series featuring interviews with a selection of interesting women in diverse media roles. The series looks at their stories of resilience, career highs and lows, and how they juggle the demands of life and people around them. I've always respected anybody who says, all right, I've got this opportunity. That's what really gets me going in life. I was different. I was definitely different. It is absolutely life-changing. Women are very good at doing what we do. In this episode, Media Week editor James Manning interviews Tammy Williams, a woman who lives and breathes radio. With 20 years media experience and now is national head of direct sales, she not only drives revenue but develops training plans for teams across the country. Her passion for coaching and development landed her a Nova Entertainment Award for Most Outstanding Leader.
1: I'm joined on this Nova Entertainment podcast by Tammy Williams. Now, Tammy, you're National Head of Direct...
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: For people who don't know what direct is, direct sales are straight to the client, is that right?
2: That is correct. No
1: agency involved?
2: No agencies involved.
1: No agency commissions paid?
2: No (laughs) commissions paid, dealing directly with the owners of the businesses. Yeah.
1: So it's still a big part of radio, is it? And how big a part of it? Still significant, direct clients?
2: Absolutely. It's a huge part of our business and growing each year.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. Is there a bit of internal competition about you and agency? I mean, you're both working for the good of Nova Entertainment, I guess, but do you like it when your share of uh, the dollars go up?
2: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Very much. I mean, sales is so competitive. And yes, there is a bit of an internal banter. As much as we support each other, there still is that competition.
1: Okay. Is there any, and I mean this in a nice way, but is there any sort of, do people in agency sales, tend to look down a little bit on direct at all? Or do people in direct maybe aspire to get into agencies or?
2: I think years gone by, there probably was a lot more around people aspiring to go into agencies with the bigger clients. However, probably over the last five years, you see a lot more direct reps dealing with bigger clients and national clients and really having success dealing with business owners and seeing those businesses grow. So I think now sometimes there's a little bit of the reverse, where we've oh, really? actually had some instances oh, wow. where agency reps have actually shifted into the direct space.
1: Because there's a perception, some people, and I think I probably have this, that small companies, indirect, and when you're big, you have an agency, but I'm guessing that's not really accurate all the time?
2: Not accurate all the time. The majority of the time, that is correct. But you're also then dealing with a media buyer versus in the direct landscape, you're actually dealing with the owners of the business. Who and
1: directly control the purse strings, yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Tell me, how do people get into direct? I mean, is that often how most people get their start in sales?
2: I think that's an interesting question, actually. Some people, I think, are more drawn to direct sales and others are more drawn to agency. So, you might have a lot of people that have come through university and and studied marketing that might tend to go directly into the agency side of the business, whereas the direct side of selling a lot more is people that may have had business experience themselves And have worked out in the market and may have even been clients of ours in the past and have a little bit more experience, I think, in business in general. Mm. And others may come through the direct space and then move their way up and want to deal with agencies and deal with some of the agency clients as well.
1: Now, another perception I have is that maybe a lot of direct clients want to be in their own ads. <laughs> is that correct or is that just... No,
2: you know, a, not... There's a few, obviously, a that myth. come to come <laughs> to mind, like Frank Walker. No, not, not generally. I think a lot of clients now very much utilise us as their, I guess, their recommendation and we, we give them a lot of support and a lot of guidance. And nine times out of 10, they're not the right people to be in the commercials because the... Okay. Their customers don't necessarily want to hear from them.
1: Mm. But it can work though, I guess. But it can. For some people. Yeah. And then then they make a a big deal out of it, I guess.
2: Yeah, and become memorable. I think everybody. Have
1: some fun with it too, I suppose.
2: Yeah, and if you're not, if you don't want to take yourself too seriously, I think that's probably when it can really work the example of Frank Walker. I think everybody knows who Frank Walker is. He doesn't take himself too seriously. If people take the mickey out of him, he's more than comfortable because he knows people know who he is.
1: I've got to ask for people, is it National Tile? Yes, that's that's correct. It's a tile retailer, yeah? Yes, tile
2: retailer. He was Bargain Tiles um, 20 years ago when I first started in radio, but everyone knows his name versus probably his brand as such.
1: Yeah. And I suppose that's part of the uh, fulfilment of direct sales. You're dealing. Dealing with the business owner as opposed to somebody representing the owner. So you go straight to them, yeah? And you share in their successes, right?
2: Absolutely. You watch their businesses grow. You're talking to them but sometimes on a day-to-day basis, week-to-week basis, and absolutely watching the success and making sure that constantly you are there to support, offer guidance in all, all matters of marketing.
1: And I guess that comes with a little bit of pressure too because you're quite invested in, in their success or otherwise, aren't you? And you really want it to work.
2: Absolutely. It's a, a big part of what I have done and our teams very much are making sure that the recommendations that we make to clients are absolutely what we truly believe are going to work for them. And if we're talking to clients where they have a certain budget that we feel isn't going to get them the result, it's very much a part of our training and development at Nova Entertainment to make sure that we're telling clients if we don't believe a campaign that they may want to run is not going to work for them because of that exact point that you raise. We're there for the long haul, not mm. just a one-off campaign.
1: So salesperson trying to increase the budget never...
2: No, that's right.
1: (laughs) But with good intent, right?
2: That's right. As
1: the leader of the team, what sort of challenges do you face in the role?
2: I think a big part of it is people, making sure that we keep our people motivated, that our people are passionate. And we're hitting, obviously, the targets. We are salespeople, so we absolutely have targets that we have to meet. And the big pressure, I think, is making sure that people are accountable, but we're also giving them the training, the development, the support that they need to ensure that we are the best team in market.
1: Do you think yourself and maybe salespeople in general, but maybe just talk about you, can you be true to your own personality or do you have to adapt sometimes to the situation you find yourself in?
2: I think a little bit we need to adapt to certain people. We deal with a lot of different personality types, whether it be internally or externally. My take on it is I don't ever want to lose what is my authentic self. I have strengths, I have weaknesses, but I want to make sure that I'm always authentic, I'm passionate person, but want to make sure that I'm not changing that to try and suit or to try and steer somebody in a different direction that's actually not being in an authentic way. Because I think salespeople sometimes can lose that authenticity if they try and change too much to fit with somebody else. And it can then come across as maybe not telling the truth or trying to sway somebody in a different way. So being authentic is a really, really key thing that I believe is really important for salespeople.
1: I'm guessing with direct, the number of options and potential clients is is really unlimited almost, isn't it? Whereas with agencies, you can't go outside their client base. But gee whiz, you look at direct and you can sort of throw the canvas pretty wide. So I guess there's a lot of motivation needed there to, to stay up with it and then sort of manage where you go?
2: Absolutely. I think that's also the exciting part of it is that there is no limitations, there's no areas, there's no patches, there's no place that you can't investigate and there's no new client that you can't go and talk to and have a discussion about how you can help grow their business. So in one way, it can be daunting. I think that the scope is so broad, but in another way, you can look at the areas that you're passionate about and really hone in on that area. Or you can try different areas that you perhaps wouldn't necessarily normally be skewed to, but the scope is so wide and there's so many opportunities out there.
1: Can people in sales have expectations which can sort of weigh them down and can sort of inhibit their performance? Have you got to be careful sort of managing that?
2: Yeah, I think so. We are extremely competitive bunch of people and that's why we're in sales so it's very much a balancing act I think as the expectation is always to do well and always to do better each month and better each year so there is a real balance of managing those expectations being true to yourself also not getting too stressed about those expectations but also knowing that that's our job ultimately we are salespeople, and we are here to drive revenue and it's important that we do meet some of those goals and KPIs that are required of us. But it's about providing the support and the training to ensure that we allow our people to cope with those expectations and to perform at the, the top of their game.
1: I guess some people handle it better than others. Was that part of your role, maybe mentoring and especially people who are newer to the, the sector?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of it is sharing those experience of what I have done in the past, what's worked for me, but more importantly, probably what hasn't worked and sharing with them some of the learnings, the tips, the tools that can help you maintain at a certain level over a long period of time, but also to keep those stresses under wraps that they then don't become overwhelming and then have influence on the results that you're getting.
1: Were there people you leaned on earlier in your career and do you still need to get inspired sometimes or motivated by people?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was very fortunate that my father worked in radio for his whole life. So my dad has been a huge support and somebody that I've lent on from the beginning. I did used to get stressed and put a lot of expectation on myself and probably more so than anybody else. And it was a real balancing act of trying to keep that under control that it didn't overwhelm me and then cripple me in some instances. So he's very much still a sounding board when I know that those stress levels are starting to rise that I speak to. There's also a lot of people that I look for inspiration, not only in our industry and not necessarily only at a senior level too. I think it's really important to have a look at people across our business in all different areas that have grown, developed, faced challenges and just seen how they have coped with those, that inspires me to do my best every day.
1: I've got to ask you about your dad. Who is it?
2: My dad's John Williams. Oh, so okay. he oh. was a journalist for Stereo for many, many years.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Best and worst parts about your job?
2: I think they're probably the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> dealing. I think my favorite part is leading a team. I absolutely love coming to work every day and leading an amazing group of people. But what comes with that is potentially some of the challenges and the stresses of leading people and the challenges that we face every day. So I think they're pretty much one in the same.
1: Were you strategic when you sort of started, you know, thinking, okay, how will I go? Or was there a plan?
2: No, I'm that's probably one area that. I've always done my best, been very passionate about sales, being very passionate about people and feel that if you do your job constantly to the best of your ability, that it will lead you down a path where I know that I can add most value to the business and to our clients and leading people is something that I'm very passionate about and I don't really think that I've strategically mapped out where I want to be today. I think that's naturally happened as a part of the commitment that I've made to myself and staying true to myself.
1: So you think generally good work is going to be rewarded, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, maybe more so in some companies than others.
2: I'm very fortunate uh, in our company that absolutely that is how our company operates.
1: Women in the workplace here, in sales, I've talked before in this podcast series about women in sales, they seem to work very well. You see a big sales team and there's a lot of women doing great work. That happens in sales as well. Do you, is there more women or is it a split sort of workforce?
2: Yeah, absolutely. In direct sales, especially, it's probably sits around 80% females, 20% males In our team in Melbourne, it's absolutely probably around that ninety percent <laughs> females versus males. My whole management team currently in Melbourne is all females.
1: Fantastic, yeah, wow. So you don't really need to focus on trying to get more women. You probably think, oh, should we keep a few blokes in here, right? Yeah, and to, that to make give us a bit of a balance.
2: That is absolutely a struggle, and we talk about that quite frequently. The do we need to have more males? But ultimately, it's the best person for the job when we're recruiting, when we need additional people on the floor. It's very much about the best person for the job. And currently, at the moment, when we're looking at recruiting and have been in the last few years, the female candidates have absolutely come through stronger. Not to say that, you know, we don't employ hmm. employ males and we've employed two males the back end of last year.
1: Oh, good on you. Keep the numbers up. Huh?
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: Now, you've got a young family, I think, yeah? Yes. So, you've had breaks to have children. Is that tougher in sales to sort of stop and then restart?
2: I think so. I've learnt, I've, I've got three young children. So, the first round of maternity leave, I took eight months off. I'm very connected to my job. So, I did really struggle taking that break for eight months. So, it was hard to come back into the business and get going and the first time round of being a first-time mum, it was a struggle of trying to balance the two. The second and third time round, I stepped out of the business for a lot less time and I was lucky enough that the business is very supportive of that so I was able to come back into the business part-time making sure that I was staying connected and it wasn't as hard to build that momentum coming back into the business.
1: Okay because direct is a lot about that direct relationship you have with the client yeah so you need the support of your colleagues to to take on that account I guess while you're out of it and you know your experience has that helped you sort of build a team that can deal with that properly and
2: Yeah. And I also think that direct clients, because you are dealing directly with the owners of the business, they do understand a lot more about your personal life. So they support you as well. Not only the business supports you, but your clients support you. They know when you're accessible, they will keep in touch with you, but they also... probably help you manage workload within their own business, but also the team are very supportive because we do have a lot of working mums within our team. So everybody is supporting each other because they're grateful for the balance that the business offers them.
1: Yeah. I suppose when you're back, all the clients want to see the baby photos,
2: right? (laughs) That's right.
1: Find out what's going on because they they feel that connection. Absolutely. With the the people that are um, responsible for part of the business success. You hear about big egos in the sort of entertainment, the talent sort of side of the business. Can there be big egos in sales teams?
2: Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that my dad taught me very early on is that there will always be egos, whether it be in a radio station, whether it be in a financial institute. And it's how you deal with those or how you let those affect you is a really important part of being in the workplace. I've tried really hard not to not to allow those egos affect how I go about my business. It's very much about keeping focused and looking at the job at hand, and not being sidetracked, or I think, or influenced by some of those egos.
1: Mm-hmm. And I talked about the differences between the direct teams and the agency teams. That within direct, is it is it okay to have a little bit of internal competition at times? To you know, for people to think, "Oh, I could do better than you this month," and you know.
2: Oh, absolutely. And that's what drives a lot of people as much as some salespeople will say that they'll only compete against themselves, um, (laughs) not against each other. Um, I think that inbred in most salespeople is that want to be number one. And we do have healthy competition on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, which is really healthy for our teams.
1: Do you focus much on um, looking at how invested your team are in work and you sort of try and get them away from it at times by having, I don't know, away days or or breaks or or functions outside of the business environment? Is that part of it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Work-life balance is really, really important to have in our team. I think our team, especially in the last 12 months, has really spent a big time focusing on this and making sure that, yes, when we're at work, we give 110%, but there's also those things that people are passionate about outside of the workplace that keep them motivated, keep them 100% engaged when they are at work. And that may be initiatives, whether it be that you're a working mum that you want to pick up your children from school once a week, whether it be that you love yoga and your favourite yoga classes at four o'clock mm-hmm. on a Thursday. Those things are really important and have definitely seen an increase in, you know, I think, productivity whilst people are at work. And it's worked really well for us.
1: What are some of the challenges that have affected the sales marketplace over the years? You hear a lot about digital disruption. Radio has done a pretty good job of keeping its audiences. But I'm just wondering on the advertising side, though, is the, have you faced challenges from all the digital advertising opportunities out there?
2: In the direct space, I think because we are in control of educating a lot of our clients that it hasn't necessarily taken away from radio advertising we've educated our clients a little bit more on a broader marketplace and what they can do and what they can introduce in with radio. So we know that radio and digital complement each other really well. So I think it's more so in the fact of educating our salespeople to make sure that when we're out talking to to our clients, that we're actually helping them reach a broader audience and helping grow their business.
1: And is it a good salesperson's role too, not to presume that they'll get all of the money and just sort of say, look, you know, You probably do want a uh, multi-platform approach, you know, and we think we're worth this much, but, you know, you'll still need to uh, invest maybe only a little bit (laughs) elsewhere as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's part of growing your relationship with direct clients and being that trusted advisor with our clients is not necessarily going in there every time asking for 100% share or asking for all the radio dollars. It's about working out for them what's going to help grow their business. And sometimes that may mean that our radio stations aren't on the buy for that particular campaign. It's building that relationship with them and ensuring that for years to come, you have that strong relationship with them.
1: Now, before I let you go, I've just got to ask you about radio ratings. This always fascinates me and, and the impact that it has on sales teams, because you see the, you know, the parties about the presenters drinking champagne when they go up and all that. But what's it like on the sales floor when ratings come in that are great and maybe sometimes not what you'd anticipated and does it affect you know the business and the morale
2: absolutely it can affect the business i think on the direct side we're fortunate enough that we are in a little bit more control of our outcomes based on ratings because we build those relationships because we're having that direct relationship with our clients that if we go from a 10 share to a 9 share but we're still driving results for a client they're not going to suddenly jump ship and go elsewhere so it's that very much that trusted advisor with our clients that we can really help control I guess a little bit of what they may read in the media or how they may interpret those results. It's very much up to us to really educate our clients. And as long as we're getting results for them, it doesn't matter if the survey goes up 2% or it comes back 1%.
1: Yeah. So it's really results are the key thing, right? How much money they're making, I guess, from the advertising that they're investing in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It's results. It can be I was working here when it was Vega when we were rating <laughs> a two point eight, but we still had a lot of clients that were advertising with us because we were getting results for the business. So mm. results is very much the key to your relationship with your direct clients.
1: Well, I went for a walk with my classic rock T-shirt on this morning, so I I remember some of those old brands fondly. And uh, <laughs> yep. but it was a you know you had to go through that process till you got to Build Smooth FM, didn't it? I guess those different iterations of oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Tammy, look, uh, fantastic uh, speaking to you today. Great to get an insight into the sales business and um, continued success with your direct
2: team.
0: Great. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of In Her Own Words. To hear more episodes from Inspirational Women as part of this podcast series, subscribe at Apple Podcasts, listen at novaentertainment.com.au or wherever you get your podcasts.